I am so excited. Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for tapping or clicking on our conversation with Louis Capaldi. We are in a new era of Louis. Plus, there's a lot of life that's been lived between today and Louis's last appearance on our show. It's been years, so there's so much to get to. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and enjoy. Here's Louis Capaldi, a gem, a gift, a blessing, and a true person and an incredible talent. So excited. Hello, beautiful human. My name is Zach. That is Dan. We welcome to the studio. Lewis Capaldi. Woo! 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 We're back. New studio. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> Amazon, baby. Woo! Feels good. It feels like a warm hug. <sighs> and a nice moist warm pocket. <laughs> Whatever that means. You show up early to things, and for that I thank you. Thank you, no, thank you for for allowing us to come in, and and hang out and be here and talk about myself for an hour. I it's hearing you talk about yourself brings me serious joy, thank mainly you. because we've you. Okay, I don't even know where to begin, but I also know where to begin. You got to understand something: the greatest show I've ever seen at the Troubadour, yeah, ever was you. That is very kind of you. Do you know how many artists pl- have played the Troubadour? Yeah, 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 for sure. I had my first panic attack after the Troubadour. <laughs> <laughs> really? I think it just was very intense. I was signing autographs after, and then I just had a panic attack. I thought I was dehydrated, mm. and then I had to pay this doctor to come out and be like, yeah, you're fine. It's all in your head. It's all in my head. But there you go. So it's a spe- that's a special day for me. <laughs> a special day for Thanks me. Thanks for bringing it back up, Zach. <laughs> now but, I get to remember my panic. But was that a panic attack that was derived or connected to the success you were having? Yeah, I think I have. That's my anxieties derived and connected to the success I'm having. All of it. I never used to be. Well, I was, I've always been an anxious person, but it's spilled over into like, well, now I actually have things to be anxious about. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. So it's like one of those things, but I've got um, I've got better with it. But it's just about it's it. Listen, we take it day by day, and uh, we learn a lot about ourselves along the way. Some good, some bad. We go to therapy. We pay money for someone to tell us about our feelings. We pay a lot of money for someone to tell us about our feelings. <laughs> Too much money, you might say. It's quite a lot more than I expected. I would ever be paying anybody to do anything. But um, but we're here and we're alive and we feel good to be alive. And it's beautiful to be here on the Zach Sang Show. It is a blessing to be alive. It is a blessing to be present. Got a lot to unpack there in the first couple of months. <laughs> this is a downside to fame. Yes. In uh, making art. It is. It's one of the few downsides, let's be honest. I'm not going to sit here and say it's bad to be famous. But, but the truth is, you can have all the money in the world, and yes, you can manage what you're going through a little bit better, Yeah, and have the money and the flexibility to have professionals tell yes. you what you may already know or yes. unpack things that have been collecting dust. Of course, yeah, yeah. Collecting dust is and, good, yeah. And that's a blessing. It is a blessing, yeah. Thank God for money. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> Thank God for cold, hard cash. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally... Do you know what? It's one of these things that... Sure, it's 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 a downside to it, but if the the price to pay of me getting to live out my dreams is that sometimes I'm a bit anxious and I'm a bit twitchy. I'll I'll gladly and sometimes guys call me fat on Twitter. Mm. But like, like sometimes I as well. That's another thing. The three downsides. Anxiety, being a bit twitchy, and bald men saying that I have a bad haircut on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? It's always the bald guys. Yeah. But um those are very three very small prices to pay for you know, getting to do this and, and getting to live out my dream. But 
what is your dream making music and sharing your voice or is your dream making music and sharing your voice to the biggest possible crowd i think just making music is mine and playing live for me um the biggest crowd thing see right now that we've got here i want to stay here for as long as possible because I've got a mortgage now. It's <laughs> crippling. You have obligations, you have therapy to pay <laughs> yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, I've got therapy to pay for. But I don't expect this to last forever. Like, I don't expect us to be at this level for for as long as, say, like an Ed Sheeran or something like that. Or, or like a Beyonce who's like 25 years deep. I, I, don't, I don't see myself in that sort of sphere. I see myself as, right, right now we're playing these shows and they're going really well. And we're managing to play to all these people and play arenas and stuff like that. And that's great. But I think... I don't want to be famous forever. Mm. And I'm not like super, super famous right now. In the UK, obviously, it's a lot more, I'd say, intense. But I think I would like I like, I would like would to play music forever, but I don't have to be playing music at this level forever. Do you think if you let go of fame, you let go of some of the baggage that causes everything we're going through? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You've hit the nail on the head there, Zach. <laughs> and why don't I give it up? Because I like the money. <laughs> and you know what? A little bit, like, a, bit, a little bit of me likes being famous. <laughs> but even though there is so much of a curse with it. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes, do you know what else is good? What? Sometimes girls let me kiss them because I'm famous. So and then they that. break your heart and you make songs about it. Yeah, but I don't like to talk about that. But <laughs> that bit makes me feel sad. But no, uh, but yeah, no. Look, but it is like a cycle. If you really want to yeah, like yeah, yeah. analyze it a little bit, yeah, for sure. And listen, being like all joking aside, yes, I think that a lot of my anxiety is derived from being all of it. Probably, if I stop tomorrow, I'd be I'd probably a less anxious person. But also, I feel like right now, this is I want to do this. Do you know what I mean? Just because, totally. like, just because it makes me, and not always, just sometimes makes me feel a bit anxious. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like I'm constantly. I think. It's sometimes bad, like, I get quite twitchy when there's cameras on or we're doing things and people assume I'm like that 24-7. I'm not. I'm yeah. kind of like, mm. when I get excited, I'm quite like, I get a bit like... Yeah, you get, I, I get that. Yeah, anxious and all the rest of it, I'm like thinking. So I, I, a lot of people think I'm kind of like this, or not like this, but like I'm anxious all the time because of it. But it's actually just, you see these small clips of my entire life. Do you know what I mean? This is like, even this today is like an hour out of my entire life do you know what I mean it's nothing so it's like yeah and people kind of like to extrapolate that and go oh he's, he's really um, you can see he's really suffering he shouldn't be and you're like, no 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 I, I'm fine I'll let you know if I'm suffering <laughs> don't worry and my therapist is getting an earful so don't worry about that <laughs> I'm all good but like I think it's that thing of like you have to just um, yeah you take the group the rough with the smooth I do want to do this and I do want to play these shows and all the rest of it and I do like I like where I am in my life just now for just now do you know what I mean you just gave me goosebumps because I <laughs> I really I respect your honesty and your transparency right now because I, one fame is in your control and you understand that this is temporary it is not permanent and yeah. when you want it to end it's up to you yeah I could stop this tomorrow yeah but I'm not going to <laughs> because I do because there is this part of you that is like this is quite a it's like a dopamine hit. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Like when someone comes up and goes, oh, I love your music on the street or whatever. It's like, oh, that feels really good. Do you know what I mean? So I think, um, and, as, and, and as, as, it's also a byproduct of getting to play to, like you say, as many people as possible right now. Do you know what I mean? Do you feel calm on stage? 
Uh, no, not always. I'll, sometimes, yes. Again, it depends on the day. Like my my anxiety or my t- Tourette's is they're really dependent on like a, mul- a multitude of factors. But like it kind of it just depends on the day. Like mm-hmm. that, like I could be I could wake up tomorrow and feel horribly anxious, and there's no other reason for it than. It was it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? like or I could wake up today and feel super calm and then have these little flare ups and stuff like that. But it's not like it's not a Yeah, it's not like uh I'm trying to cut back on how how often I say like, by mm. the way, so just bear with me. <laughs> it's not a Yeah, it's it's one not one of those things that goes away when I'm yeah. singing. I, I think when I'm singing it's 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 Oh, I almost did it again. <laughs> when I'm singing it's me kind of like because I'm focusing so I said like again because I'm focusing so much on something else um, yeah it kind of kind of tempers it but mm-hmm. I think um, for the most part it's just the luck of the draw like do you know what I mean one day I could be mm-hmm. really anxious and one day I could feel like a hundred bucks where were we at well I want to I want to get into the album that has a title longer than the last yeah okay yep God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> and God bless everybody who has to say it. I'm so nervous because the last one it really gave me. It's a mouthful. Oh, it's too much. Yeah, 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 for sure. As somebody who speaks and says these things all the time. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a professional talker. Oh, it's horrendous. And it was hard for you. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm really nervous about it, but I'm excited for the album. Mm-hmm. When you, you made this in the exact same setting as you made your first one. Yep. Which. When you look at that now, knowing what that album sounds like, and we don't, yeah, was that a blessing or a curse? Um, well, it depends if the album does well or not. If it was, if it goes, if the album goes really well, it's a blessing. If it bombs, <laughs> it was a curse. But um, I think for me, it was just about this record. I wanted to. I mean, first of all, I couldn't travel and do it in loads of other places. I was kind of made to yeah. make it in the same situation because. COVID. COVID. There was this thing that happened, Dan. I don't know if you heard about it. I haven't. Yeah, it's a uh, pandemic. Oh. Really bad. <laughs> Lot, lots of stuff went down. Fuck it was off. a whole thing. Sounds I'll scary. I'll fill you in after. Okay. <laughs> but not great. Um, but yeah, so I think uh, for me and for the guys who I made the first album with, it was just like a nice thing to be like, all right, well, we need, we need to occupy ourselves somehow. And, and that was making this record. We did a lot of it over Zoom. We did a lot of it in Airbnbs with the same people. But my, my aim for this record was to make the same thing. Not like the same thing necessarily, but I didn't want to, you know, switch up the sound too much. And I feel like I was just hitting my stride. The last two songs I wrote for my last album were "Someone You Loved" and "Before You Go," and those were those are the biggest songs. Yeah, yeah, those are the, a lot. Of, some in America, especially, it might be the only songs people have heard of us, which is amazing. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think, yeah, I was just kind of wanted to kind of pull that thread a little bit more and follow that. I mean, and there is some like "Forget Me," like the first single was sounds a bit different because mm-hmm. it's upbeat, but in general, the album is very, very similar to the first one and, but I mean it, it sounds better because the label gave us more money to make it <laughs> this time around we, we, don't, we didn't have quite the shoestring budget this time around but that was like okay you made us some money like, I mean they still didn't give us lots if, yeah, but consi- more considering how much money we made them on the last one <laughs> they didn't give us a lot <laughs> but um, you but and yeah. the Beatles making money for capital yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly hey, so, if it um, ain't broke don't fix it yes that was my uh, MO going into this was like I like making this music People responding well to it 
I want to continue doing that. And then the third record, I'll do my rap album. <laughs> yeah. Forget me, it's still a departure from the last two songs that you wrote for the last yeah, album. Yeah, of course, of course. It's 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 slightly it's got a jaunty a little tone. It's a jaunty a little tune. It makes you move. Yeah, it makes you move, makes your shoulders I mean my shoulders move anyway, I've got the rest. Um <laughs> my shoulders are constantly moving. Um and my eyebrows. Um uh, so so uh, I feel bad laughing at that. Listen, brother. Uh, you go, if you don't laugh you'll cry. <laughs> That's 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 a saying we have in Scotland, um, but yeah no. So it's a it's a toe tapper. There you go. Much more inclusive. Um, it's a toe tapper, and uh, yeah, I love it. It's my favourite. I think for for me, forget me out first was because I didn't want to like. I feel like a bit of a flag in the sand, being like, right, we're back now, and this is like, the rest of the album is ballads. I've got loads. I've got ballads coming at Mars. It's like <laughs> we are fucking full of. Oh, sorry, I can swear. Yeah, yeah. Louis Thompson was effing it. He was <laughs> effing in Jeff. You're, you're cool. Yeah, he. Yeah, looking. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. Um, I'll stop. I'll I'll stop shy of the c word. Thank, okay. thank you. I won't do that one. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what was I talking about? The song, the music, the music that I make. Yeah. yeah. So yes, that was um, forget me. Mm-hmm. John T. A little tune. I think for me it was like a flag in the sand. The ballads are fucking are still there on the on the album, but forget me, yeah, it just kind of naturally. I was actually trying to copy, and I'll say copy, um, somebody, somebody else by. Uh, I was about to say someone you loved it. Uh, I know I was trying to copy somebody else by the nine seventy five. I was driving and listening to it, and I had that sort of beat. I mean, it doesn't sound like that now, <laughs> but I was just kind of I wanted something that had that sort of like driving beat that theirs had, and then we ended up being a lot. My songs faster than that, but um, I think. Yeah, it just felt like a nice. We were very scared to put that one as the first single as well because it was it was because it is slightly different. I but mean, it, it was the right decision. Do you, I hope you think that? Have you heard? Oh. Well, we've got some other songs. <laughs> I'm really excited to listen to the whole album. I haven't heard the whole because thing. Because of Forget Me. Well, yeah, and that's yes. It yes. was the right. It, it, yeah, to come out of the gate with another ballad, I think would have made it hard for you to, to then Where come with "Forget Me." Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And that was the thing. Ed Sheeran was quite big on that. We were we've chatted a lot over lockdown, Ed and I, and he was talking about um, coming with something that's a bit different, slightly different, and then people are like, "Oh, like so it will split people." Some people will be like, "I hate this." Some people be like, oh, this is quite an interesting thing, but they're still going to be interested in the next single. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you think back when he did on a second record anyway, you think like, Ed did sing, and then he came out thinking out loud and all the rest of it was the massive tune. And then Adele, Rolling in the Deep, was a bit of a departure. And then someone, Comes uh, someone like you, yeah, yeah. So it's like... It gives them a taste of something new, and then it gives you what you know yeah, and love. Yeah. And then give us, give us the juicy bits. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give us the juicy bits. Are you writing this album lyrics first or production first? Uh, kind of a mixture. I kind of I like I like to write down a lot of lyrics. I mean, it's the same thing as everyone I think says, but like writing down a lot of lyrics as I'm sort of going about my life, and then coming back to them in a session and being like, I've got this idea for a song, or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's usually melody or lyric led. Do you know what I mean? It's never. Mm. We kind of this time round it was like, oh, let's mess about with this synth and this other sound and whatever. But it was one of those things like, I think a, if you know a song's good if you can take out all the production and it's just it stands up on piano and vocal. So it was that for me was like, let's just do that. Let's not kind of fanny about too much with like, you know, bringing in synths and oh. all the rest of it. We tried it and we had some like varying success with it, but. For the most part, it's it's for me. It's like you have to be able to just 
hear this song bare bones nothing else for it to be in terms of the music I make I think um, for it to stand up it has to stand up as in its purest form otherwise there's no point in having it on the record I, I've been saying that to people for years and I feel like I'm crazy when yeah, I yeah. say that like the mm. greatest songs of all time with yeah. absolutely nothing sound amazing yeah exactly 100% strip just to the story yeah strip that down that's stri strip that down for for me. Yeah, strip that down. Shout out you Liam. know I love it when the music stops. <laughs> strip that down with me, baby. <laughs> Come on. This album. <laughs> this album is officially finished. It's done. And how many songs is it? Twelve. And it is about a, another failed relationship, or it's about a multitude of things. But that is maybe perhaps the cardinal stone. Yeah, um, a failed relationship. It just talks a lot about my mental health. Um, respect. Talk, thank you. Respect on uh, respect to you too. <laughs> uh, it talks a lot about yeah. It just it's loads of things. But for me, it was like uh, th this is quite. Um, it's a bit maybe a bit more introspective than the last one because of that. Because I didn't want to write an album about being famous because it's hard to have sympathy for, and that's this is bad. I think, but no one wants to hear a famous person go. Oh, my life's really fucking hard and it's tough and etc. I saw a video of Phineas on TikTok like two days ago. Like he was saying, the reason loads of artists are cancelling their tour because of their mental health is because touring f sucks and it's like really hard and all the rest of it. And then I looked and I was like, I agree with you, Phineas. There, good job, my man. You go, Phineas. Right? Yeah. And then I look at the comments and people are like, Oh, I find it hard to like listen to a. Uh, celebrity talk about this and or feel bad for them and I'm like I, I get that I completely understand that but I do feel like it's a shame because at the end of it at the end of the day we're all like human mm -hmm. that's and I think that's the thing but um so a lot of this album is more less me talking about how great my life is because I'm famous and more talking about like trying to be like on a human level how, how do I feel because I don't want to like be like to people I'm all I got on a private jet and it was awful. Like, do you know what I mean? And it, there was turbulence, like something like that. <laughs> no, but I, don't, I don't want, but I bought a hat there on, on the one. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I want it to be like <laughs> on a human level. Like we are, like I keep saying, like so much has to be on. But um, yeah, I want to try and find it. Like we're the same, the, the common denominator. Which, by the way, like yeah. what you've been going through. That yes, has brought on been brought on by a bunch of different things in your life. Mm -hmm. Fame being one of them. He's incredibly relatable and understood by millions and millions and millions and millions of other people. Yeah, absolutely. And managing mental health and understanding it and releasing that stigma through even uncovering it or, or just exploring it through art in any yeah. way, yeah. to any degree, mm -hmm. helps release that stigma. And I, I, I honestly, like, I, I've been f trying to avoid going to the doctor, mm -hmm. but my left eye twitches constantly and it triggers into my arm yeah and the only reason i'd even i even thought about going uh, was because of you coming out welcome to the family bro and, and talking <laughs> Come on about over. your diagnosis Come on and swim in the Tourette's pill and, it, and it's triggered so deeply by anxiety yeah it's mental yes it's crazy and that's the thing you should go get checked for it as because i never even i never even like suspected that I mean I'm quite a hypochondriac so I just thought I was dying but like <laughs> like immediately twitch I die it's over yeah it's over. Right, see you later <laughs> I'm out peace out
Michael Jackson, this is it. Do you know what I mean? Is that bad? No, that's fine. Uh, um, no, but yeah, I think him. Um, <laughs> I think yeah. So when they told me, I was like, "Oh, that's mad." But <laughs> you got <have> the smart. <laughs> so, so bad. When they told me, when they told me, I was like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, because I, then I think back to when I was a kid. I like that deep breath. I'm d- d- deep yeah. breath. Yeah, I do that all the time. And I used to do it when I was younger. And my dad used to go, "Fucking stop doing what is that? Stop doing that." And I just managed to stop it. But like, even the twitches I have now, they come and go. Like I go over summer. I didn't. Well, I did twitch, but it wasn't bad for two months. So it's like it, it ebbs and flows. But I just noticed all these little things when they said it. I was like, that makes so much sense. Like that makes absolutely one hundred percent. Like I just like something clicked, but do you feel like you've been given clarity? Um, no, because I still don't know. They go, unfortunately, there's no cure, um, <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, here's this thing that we can do nothing about. Um, <laughs> what a what a bomb to just plant <laughs> yeah. and walk away here's, from. Here's, but here's a little diagnosis for you. <laughs> um, we can do nothing about it. Uh, enjoy. You take that away with you. Um, so yeah, it's but the, my thing is now it's like trying to handle my general anxiety. I'll get it down to a level so I've taken like sertraline or I've been on that got it that makes me feel well it, it makes it made me feel better for a bit but it also um, how do I say this <laughs> it makes it hard to climax I okay mm-hmm. it's like I'm on a roller coaster mm-hmm. that's going up and up and up and then and you up, never and it never comes down <laughs> and it just keeps going up and up so that that was an issue um, it also made it uh, just decreased libido in general interesting and obviously a sex machine like myself I was um, <laughs> that's just not going to fly uh, and I, there's too many young ladies out there <laughs> clamoring that, 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 that would be hard done by if I was to take away my libido um, uh, this is genuinely the most unhinged interview I've ever done but <laughs> I don't know what the f- I don't know what the fuck we're talking about but I love it uh, uh, so um, so yes my that the libido and then so I still take that because um, you've got to keep it in check somehow of course, uh, of course. I'm like whoa now boy um, uh, but I think uh and then, I, and then I recently got medical cannabis drops. I was, I was literally going to say, like, has that done? Because the wrong strain of cannabis can ruin. Yeah. Could I mean could t- throw you off a cliff? Well, I took, like, I took the drop. I, I don't smoke weed. Mm. Never really have. Well, I never have. Not never really have. I never have smoked <laughs> weed. It's not my thing. I like the smell of it. I'll just stand near you. <laughs> um. But I think for me, did the drops work? Did the drop? So no, as the short answer. So far, so you need to do it for a while and all the rest of it. But I took. It told me to take a drop in the morning and a drop at one p.m. And the time I took the second drop, I don't know if I've maybe put. It's only zero point five milliliters, <laughs> but but I might have put too much on or something. I don't know. But I started hearing voices. <laughs> it was freaking out. I was like panicking. At one point, I remember going, "No, no, stop!" Like, do you know what I mean? Out loud in my room by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, uh, please. But I, I had my head face down on a pillow like this, and I was going, no. I like actually scra- screaming out, no. So it was that was tough. Uh, that was that was last week. Uh, so I've been a bit tentative to jump back into the cannabis pill. Um, but then I ha- then I got a phone call from the people who prescribed it in the UK. Because in the UK you can only get it privately. You can't. It's not on the NHS yet. Got it. So the woman phoned me and goes, because um, it was in the paper. I, I told this story like on my Instagram live, and it was in the paper. And, it, and this woman phoned me and goes, Hi there, Lewis. 
um, we heard you've been having a bit of trouble with the cannabis oil. And I was like, oh, yeah, if by trouble you mean I thought I was going to die, then yes. Um, but yeah. Um, I did stop my Twitch, though. So I guess it had the, it had the desired effect in some way. I was so much... I was, I was focused so much on the fact that I was headed directly towards my death. And I was staring death in the face. And I would never see my parents or loved ones again. That momentarily I stopped twitching. <laughs> you were so distracted by everything. Yeah, else. I was so distracted by my impending and my impending Dude. demise. So, if, if anyone out there struggling with Tourette's or anxiety, just get yourself into a life or death situation, because that's what your fight or flight is. Your fight or flight, you feel like you're in a life or death situation. It's true. You have a panic attack. What the, what to do is if you feel a panic attack coming on, go to the zoo. Get into the tiger cage Get into the tiger cage Because then your anxiety will be like Oh, sh- oh I'm right, fight or flight I'm ready to go now Let's put to good use, you are in danger Your so, twitch um, will go away Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's uh, Listen and a, and, and, and a year long pass to the zoo Is much cheaper than therapy When you're in the studio making music yeah. Do you channel all the anxiety into something else, or does it linger? Does it hang in the room? It hangs in the room, and it hangs in my belly. Um, in general, I, yeah, no, I, I, I hold it quite. And that's the thing as well. I, I get twitchy and anxious when I get, like I said, like when I get excited. So when we're writing a really good song, I'm like, yes, this is amazing, guys, and I'm like trying to like. Is it kind of how that. you feel it? Yeah, kind of, but it's like doesn't feel good when I'm doing that, like all the jumping about and stuff. So it's like. And also, when you're trying to write it, it's quite distracting when you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. your body's like kind of jump. It feels like you're jumping out your own skin. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I try and channel like any emotion that I'm tr- that I'm trying to convey in the song through, like, into this, the music that I'm making. But, um, yeah, the anxiety ones for me were, the, were the, the first one we wrote was a song called The Pretender, which is on, I mean, I haven't told anybody that, I don't, an exclusive. Uh, yeah, so that, there you go. Um, <laughs> And that's uh, that was a song that that was uh, the first song we wrote about my sort of imposter syndrome, if you will. And um, yeah, and then that kind of opened the door to like writing more about anxiety and all these other sort of mental health issues that I have. Do you feel any healing or no, no way? Do you Not s- one bit of respite, unfortunately, my man. See, when people say writing songs is my therapy. I would like to see. I would like to see the songs that those people are writing because writing songs for me is not a form of therapy. It's just for me. It's like I've written the song. The song is the song. I should. I still need to go to therapy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I. I would say that to anybody out there. You know how singers are like. Oh, my, writing songs is my therapy. And if you're a budding singer who's going through some stuff. Go, you should go to therapy as well Don't just write the song and think I'm sorted forever Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Does it play any hand though? I don't think so Honestly I like For some people it must And that's great And fair play to them Or uh, more power to them But for me I just see it as like I don't know I, I, Writing the song isn't like me Getting anything off my chest Because I'm quite an open person yeah. just, As what you've probably gathered In yeah. the first 20 minutes of this <laughs> Picked up on that Yeah yeah exactly <laughs> So it's like I'm quite an open person I talk about these things a lot So putting them into like a A little tune Doesn't m- make me feel Much better It makes me feel good That I can Channel it into something Creative That makes me feel good But In terms of the actual root Of the sort of 
<clears throat> I'd say the root of my so like my anxiety writing about my anxiety doesn't make my anxiety feel any better do you know what I mean mm-hmm. writing a song about me being an, feeling like an imposter doesn't make me feel like any less of an imposter is what I'm saying but I do feel like I'm lucky to have that like a creative outlet to put it in Um, so I feel good that I've d- made, done something with it or used or done something productive with it but I don't feel like I'm if I go to therapy I feel like I'm maybe helping to unravel and get to the root of the thing oh hell yeah whereas the song is just oh I've got I've got something out of this do, do the I mean? same rules apply to relationships <sighs> what until no until uh, like heartbreak maybe a bit better because that's not so much like it's not it's not just you yeah exactly because that's maybe a bit more like yeah maybe but I never write songs about heartbreak until like six months after the fact because I always feel like in the moment it's maybe a bit too I like my head I'm so in it that I can't make sense of anything that I like to be like sort of have some clarity about like mm. where I am etc so if I'm, in, if, I'm, if I'm feeling heartbroken and I'm like oh I hate that person I'm kind of ha- have clouded judgement and I don't think or maybe I did something wrong in the relationship that she left me or whatever do you know what I mean I think I think um, yeah I like to be like uh, removed from it to be like okay that lady isn't the worst person in the world I was just going through something do you yeah. know what I mean are you afraid to write songs that early after a breakup yeah because I don't want to write something that I'll regret <laughs> do you know what I mean I, like I want to especially when these songs are out there like forget me is a song that I wrote a year after my, my relationship ended and it was about the other person moving on but then it's been another year till like till release so I've had time to like really ruminate on it and the rest of it I would hate to release something that was really disparaging or painted someone in such a negative light when they weren't and that. yeah you're clouded by emotion yeah do you know what I mean I don't want 100%. to like that, it lasts like, forever yeah exactly it's, it's exactly that it's like it's not like deleting a tweet <laughs> These things last forever. (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, no. But (laughs) in all honesty, it's um. uh, What the fuck was I talking about? Um, Yeah, no, yeah. In all honesty, it's like I don't want to like. It's like the thing is, it's kind of like not to go back to the twelve thing, but it's like it's like you, you wouldn't. I'm sure Kanye West regrets a lot of the tweets and stuff he's done about Kim Kardashian over the last couple of months. Totally. And so he should. <laughs> like, I mean, I think we're all clear on that, for sure. <laughs> and I think, um, like, obviously, I don't know him or them, so, uh, like, I'm thinking, but, like, I think in terms of knee-jerk emotion or knee-jerk reactions to things are seldom the right calls. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> In all aspects of life. Yeah, exactly. Work, relationship, family relation, yeah. it, literally everything. 100%. And I think for me to write a song when I'm <laughs> quite biased to my own feelings because I'm feeling horrible and I'm feeling rubbish and I don't know how the other person's feeling is quite is the, is the equivalent of a, a musical knee-jerk reaction. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, I, I don't know what the other person's going through. I haven't stopped to think about what they're going through. I, I'm only talking from my side and my side only. So I do like to have some sort of, or at least try and understand where the other person's coming from. And it's hard to do that when you are split up immediately. Because even and even also though, like if you if I was to if I broke up with someone, I would I would think that I was a dick for a long time until I like because I saw if I saw how upset they were. 
I would think that I was a dick whereas six months after the fact you kind of go no do you know what I think I was right to do that and I don't once the guilt is sort of washed away it gives you a, cla- a, a clearer view as well so it's not necessarily even just from the point of being heartbroken do you know what I mean so do you take notes on things between the breakup and six months a year later no I just I think I just it's, it's something that is so far at the front of my mind in those six months that I'm able to like you know I'm able to sort of I'm quite good at like one making mountains out of molehills so like <laughs> which is needed yeah which is good for sort of rain yeah but two, I'm quite good at like retaining that sort of. I'm good at putting myself back in a situation. Uh, like I'm good at putting myself back into how I felt at a certain time. Do you know what I mean? Is that so, em- like what is like is that empathy? Is that what is that? I don't know. You're smarter than me, Zach. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's the first time I've ever heard that word in my life. Not talking. But um, but yeah, no. I've, I I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I think I'm just good at like um, I don't know, just putting myself back into that sort of um, headspace, if you will. Well, can we go back to about a month ago and you're getting ready to release Forget Me? Like, how yeah. are you feeling where you're like, oh, shit, do people care about me anymore? Or? Exactly that. Really? Get out of my head, Dan. Honestly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, no, that was exactly That was exactly it. It was like, do people care? How the hell is this going to be, like, received? The music has moved on massively in the last two years. Mm-hmm. How people consume music moved on massively. Um, it's true. Human beings are fickle. <laughs> if you're watching public... <laughs> You fickle motherfuckers! No, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, people do move on, and I'm not. It's also not lost on me. I am a male singer songwriter. I am a white male singer songwriter. It's rare. Yeah, very, very, very. <laughs> yeah, you might say it's an it's a it's an oversaturated market, right? <laughs> it's it's like I'm aware that this is like, the whole. Everyone talks about unique selling points and all the rest of it. We're all quite similar, right? We're all writing songs about our heartbreaks it just depends on which one's the catchiest do you know what I mean that's kind of the thing um, and I so I, I'm just like there's a lot there's a lot of choice out there and um, I, I wouldn't blame people if they moved on but also there's a lot of shit out there so I just want to make that clear so I was when the like, gate when the gatekeepers go away yeah. the shit flows endlessly oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure the shit the shit be flowing it's that shit doth f- flow like the rivers of Babylon <laughs> um, but the cream always rises to the top yeah the cream always comes out it, yeah these the, other whites don't have the voice that you have these other whites <laughs> 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 these other white boys don't have nothing um, no but <laughs> thank you I appreciate that but there is there is like I'm just saying like uh, there, uh, there is a, a lot and okay, even excluding that there is a lot of choice there's more music now than that ever has been being released day on day or whatever so and some of the stuff the great stuff that's getting put out is great so like I'm on the last record Someone You Loved was number one here Before You Go was top ten here and I'm like I look at the top ten now and I'm like the fuck the shit's good the shit in there is fucking great do you know what I mean like it's it's, it's intense also you've got the king white male singer songwriter right now Harry Styles so that guy is really fucking he needs to take a couple of months off for my (laughs) sake please Harry I beg you I love you I think you're so talented I think you're great I think you're the best there is just now please just give me like four months to get a song away (laughs) let me get one song away and then, and then you go make a film. Go, I saw Don't Worry Darling. I thought it was great. Did you really? I did. Yeah. What did I think it was great? Yeah. Well, you know, did, you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Did huh? you see that? No, not yet. That's great. You like it? Yeah, I think he's great in it. I think it, it got 
it's had more bad press than it deserves. L- look at you, Lewis Capaldi, movie reviewer, critic. Movie reviewer, yeah. So there you go, Harry. I'm fucking fighting in your corner. <laughs> so give me a little fucking bit of breathing space here. Okay? Okay, you handsome bitch. <laughs> Do you have a date for this album? Do I have a date for the album? Yeah. Fuck knows, man, honestly. Just whenever Harry Styles isn't releasing music. <laughs> or whenever fucking... And then a bit Ed Sheeran's coming back soon as well, yes. and I'll be like... Just the boat. Can you both just give me some fucking room, please? <laughs> I fucking can't. I can't deal with this I mean, anymore. Is that a conversation? You know, like country music. They stare at each other's way. Well, the, yes, they'll call each other. Yeah, and they'll coordinate with each with yeah. each other. I'll need to speak to Ed. I don't think I don't have a direct contact for Harry Styles right at this moment in time. I thought you did. You text him? No, you yeah. DM'd him. I DM'd him. Oh, a picture, a video. Oh God! At four what? in the morning. Why? Good question, Zach. I wish I knew the answer myself. Booty call. It was well. He texted me back and said, "It was an Instagram DM because I don't have his number because of course I don't." But it was a. Can I sit forward? Is that okay? Is you, that going to ruin you your shot? Do whatever you want. So, I had sent him. Sorry, I'm getting serious now. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've, been holding, I've been holding the cough. So, so basically, let, it out. let the coughs out, brother. <laughs> there you go. So, I think I've said brother about four hundred times in this interview, by the way, as well. Um, uh, excuse me um, Instagram DM it was a video you know how they disappear yeah. oh so I don't know what it was but I know he screenshotted it <laughs> can I show you yeah, yeah. please 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 and you know, I know because you know how like it says it has a little mark when someone screenshotted it wait this is <laughs> but he says but he says <laughs> he says um, this feels a bit like a you up text <laughs> And I said, and I was so nervous. I says, "Oh my lord, I can only apologise." <laughs> Did he ever respond to that? No. <laughs> Wait, see that mark? Oh my gosh, he screenshotted. He screenshotted your video. So actually, <laughs> Harry Styles is a fucking screenshotter. Newsflash, world. <laughs> and I don't. By the way, I've never met this man to really? this day. So I mean, it was my fault. I, I don't know what I've sent him, but um. Yeah, so it's a real worry. I think you're okay. Probably not. Well, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Whatever it was, to elicit response like this feels like a you up text. Yeah. You- I, I must have been trying to. I must have been trying to just get in Harry Styles' pants. And it's okay. Are you nervous about meeting him and asking him? And I don't think I'll get close enough to him to meet him after this. <laughs> I think his security's probably got like my face somewhere on, on, a, on a piece of paper, and it's like if you see this man. Tackle. We call it once. We have an album coming out, but we don't know the date. We have a title for it, but it's what's the title? Do you know it? No, I know. no, I don't know. Oh, I can't tell you. But we, we ha- it's long. Is it like how, how many le- how many how many words? So we don't learn from our mistakes. He's counting. Luz Capaldi is counting. Eight. Oh wow! Oh my god! Eight That's words. a paragraph. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like to get serious with my music and I get serious with my titles. Um, yeah, no, eight, eight, I think. Eight. 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 Let's say eight. And it will come out eventually. <laughs> It'll be out. You'll get it one day. If, I, if if this song goes well. If Forget Me Bombs, I'm not putting out another fucking song for you, world. <laughs> In fact, let me make that clear right now. If Forget Me goes tits up, I will not be putting out any more music. You're on the record. Yes, You're on the I won't be putting out any other music because it, it will prove to me that you don't want to hear me. <laughs> so fly this up the charts if you want some more music, because I swear to fuck, I'll just, I'll take my money and run. <laughs> you have enough of it, right? I'll go live in Puerto Rico. 
<laughs> with Logan Paul? I'll go live in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. I actually don't mind Logan Paul and Jake Paul, but well, but I, I, I kind of I like them. <laughs> they've kind of do you know what they've had this sort of renaissance? Yeah, of like to rebrand. Yeah, Logan Paul especially the rebrand yes. has been the rebrand has been strong. Yeah, <laughs> the rebrand has been so strong. It's impressive. Yeah, totally. Well, well, so I think he seems he seems quite like genuinely remorseful for mm-hmm. you know filming that dead guy. It's also like uh, <laughs> casual. Yeah. Imagine if your your whole life was filmed and you were a teenager. You'd okay. probably look back and be like, I'm a daddy, I'm a dickhead too. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let yeah. me ask you a question about something Bros. completely different. Is it true that you wanted to make more upbeat music because you were on stage and you looked out the crowd and you're like, these people are bored as fuck? Yeah, I know. I didn't want to make up, upbeat music. I wanted to make them faster. Okay. Because people were like, they just when it was like not so much the hits, not so much the the big records, but the deep cuts were definitely sending people a bit like. <laughs> Uh, just kind of looking around sort of falling asleep and stuff so yeah sad, and the music is now sad and fast mm-hmm. it's much like my love making <laughs> are you down to take a phone yeah. call from a fan yes of course imagine it was Harry Styles I'm not good at his voice that was no, my friend Roman Kemp he does who, a really good impression of Harry exceptional Exceptional, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but um, but we, yeah, I can't do it. We like Roman Kemp. <laughs> we love Roman Kemp. Yeah, and pe- people, people, you know, he's he, like us uh, in the UK. I yeah. know Roman. He's from here. He was born in LA. Well, he sounds like he's from the UK. Yeah, very good looking. That man. He's handsome. His yeah. dad, his dad was hands- yeah. as handsome as well. He he has famous parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. nepotism oh. baby. Yeah, we you see nepo, you. You nepo baby Roman. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, he's uh, yeah. They're famous. Shirley Kemp, who was like, I, I believe she was in. Was she in Wham? Uh, no, she was in another pop group. Okay, but she was very, very close with George Michael. And that's she's his in the video, Godfather. But yeah, that's his Godfather, and then his dad was in a Spandau Valley, I believe. Was that Billy Big Over Gold? Always believe in your soul. No, but I like it. That's great. You should listen to it. Brilliant okay. Song. Yeah. Okay, Roman Camp. We see you. Yeah, we see you, Roman. Let's say hello to Bailey. Hello, Bailey. Her uh, her bio says that she's a big pop girly. Do you have any questions? Okay. I am so nervous. I'm so sorry. Um, so you should be nervous, oh Bailey. We're live. Oh my god. We're live, no, Bailey. Don't you mess this up, <laughs> Bailey. No pressure. We're live right now, and we've got a time schedule, and you're really yeah. eating into it. But um, I know, I know. <laughs> you're really, uh, uh, Bailey. I'm really sorry to say you're eating into our time, big time. Yeah, you've already. <laughs> Zach's already. The mask has started to slip, and he's already saying he's he's tapping his I wrist am. and saying and yawning. He's doing that yawn thing. But um, but you go, for, Bailey. I'm here with you. I support you. I'm a pop girly too. Let's go. Pop girlies unite. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. We have both sent him surprising text messages. Yeah, exactly. um, what what is like your favorite part of new music I know you said you have a lot of anxiety but is there anything that's like calming about it in a sense um I like it I just no see when you when you think you've written something amazing like when you're really proud of something you've done so there's no better feeling than like for example like forget me coming out and stuff was great but there was no better feeling than writing that on the day because when you feel like yes like we everyone in the room who's worked on it so for me this song it was Michael Pollack who's a great writer so um, talented was one of the best and um, this guy Tom Barnes from TMS and Phil Plested who's another incredible writer and um, so it was us four in Scotland and that feeling when you feel like you've got one 
in the studio. I remember not even it doesn't even you have to don't have to feel like this is a hit record, but when you feel like oh we've got something that everybody feels is really special and they really care about like the buzz off that is like his next level and then you spend the next two weeks I see you listening to it on repeat it's like it's just that that feeling is just genuinely um, it's genuinely as close to magic as you could possibly imagine that's gave me goosebumps thank you Bailey <laughs> we appreciate you Bailey peace and love sis peace 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 out you know I appreciate you lose quality beyond I thank you so much for hanging out with us today oh we're done no way well I, I mean <laughs> oh, we are? No, I mean... Uh, I mean, I want to talk about his, his the nudity. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, so, six inches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to know, like, do you think people misinterpret self-deprecation for confidence? Uh, yeah, and I, th- but I also think sometimes people misinterpret it. So, they do misinterpret it for confidence, but they also... And I think that's the one side of it. I think the other side of it is misinterpreting it for something like... It's not that deep. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes people think I'm like, oh, he's saying these things, but he really must be going through it. And it's like, no. It's just, I saw someone say like, I'm really uncomfortable with how Lewis Capaldi's new campaign seems to be him laughing at him being overweight in Speedos. The fact that me being overweight has had not, I thought, had nothing to do with it. I just thought me in Speedos it's is funny. quite funny. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes things just aren't that, yeah. They're not that. They're not that deep. They're not that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. There's no like kind of deeper meaning, or there's no other thing going on. Sometimes it's just. It's just. It seemed like it'd be. It would elicit a small chuckle from someone. Do you and know it what I mean? did. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you very much. And I think. Um, so yeah, I think the self-deprecation thing. People assume sometimes. Yeah. On the on the on the one hand, it's like, oh man, he must be so secure and confident in himself because he can t- sort of like go at himself. I would like to not be the way I am just now, and I'm working on it. Same, but I still think I can still realize. Oh, but it's just—it's not like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much I weigh. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a very personal thing. If you want to lose weight, great. But I don't think like I'm—I'm I'm happy with it. It's like I'm not like waking up every day going fuck. I hate myself. Da 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 da. It's just like I think we can. You can like still self-deprecate in that way and not be like it doesn't have to be. Oh, I, oh, I'm I'm just so secure, and it doesn't also have to be. Oh, I'm really going through it, and this is really hard, and I'm really struggling. I can just notice the fact that yeah, oh look, I'm a bit chubby. Cool. That's, that's, that's I think in Scotland it's a very common thing to just self-deprecation across the board is a big thing. People who are like so like unbelievably good looking are very good at self-deprecating and all the rest of it. Like, fucking... Interesting. Like, if you talk... If you look at... Have you seen 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street? Yeah, yeah. That whole thing is Charon Tatum, like, taking the piss out of himself for being, like, good-looking and being... Like, that, is, that whole thing is, like, subverting these expectations. So I think it's, like... I think, yeah, I think people sometimes read too much into it as for either or, confidence or lack thereof. I, I'm incredibly self-deprecating, but I am so not confident, and I do feel like people around me will think I am confident. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think and that is just as bad, because then sometimes it's like, people will meet you in public. I have people, I have other people who come up to me and are like, or, or will tweet me things that are like, um, that are jokes, but like, <laughs> they haven't really got the nuance of like, like when I'm making jokes about my own weight, it's different I, than you. Yeah, I like to think it's like slightly nuanced and I'm kind of poking fun. It's very much directly at me. <laughs> it's not just, ha ha, 
man fat like do you know what I mean whereas I think oh, online some of these people kind of lose a bit of that nuance so they'll just tweet me things like ah you fat piece of shit we love you man and it's like it's like it's like wait right thank you I think you're kind of missing a couple of steps here um, but I do think yeah I think um but people as well people are well meaning and they want to be part of the joke and stuff but I think yeah sometimes people sort of miss the miss the best miss the sort of nuance of it I think I do think that people see themselves in you and you share see, see themselves inside, inside of me inside of him yeah, yeah, all yeah. six inches yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> they feel very connected though like really yeah. they identify and feel understood by what you oh. go through and by exactly who you are and your being and also in the lyrics that you put out there and the songs you make mm-hmm. and, and it's also matched by the life you choose to share online mm-hmm. so as um I really, I, at least I do. So speaking no, for myself, thank you, man. Cheers. I, no, I appreciate, it and I, I would hope that's the case. I think everyone, I sometimes see a lot of people online. Like if I post something that's quite like, if I'm like talking about going for a shit or something, and people are like, people find a way to like pick pick apart anything. I'm just posting that because I went for a shit and this <laughs> thing happened, and I thought like the other day I had a chat. And it was like bright red, and I thought I was bleeding internally. But I had had like four bags of flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> pr- earlier. <laughs> so, it was like, so that's the problem. So that was the, that was the problem. Yeah, um, the the red finger should have been a dead giveaway. But I just thought I'd maybe gone too far in with this. Um, um, but uh, um, but yeah, I think people then are like, oh, the people were like, oh, he's he's like, oh, look at me, I'm so relatable and that stuff. It's like. No, that's not kind of what I'm doing. I'm just being myself. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I, I think now being yourself is something that I've seen. You see people do Ed Sheeran's done it for years and Adele's done it for years, etc. But I think now a lot of it is you can also, it can also be contrived being yourself. Like mm-hmm. if people have these images, especially now TikTok's massive and all the rest of it, you see like this sort of like, oh, I'm just being me, but you can tell it's not them sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I think the aim is just to make people feel like, listen, see if I can become a pop star, anybody can do anything. Do you know what I mean? If I can become a pop star and be like, I've been in, I've been in magazines, Zach. <laughs> I've been in magazines. You really believe that? I've dressed the same since I was fourteen years old. And look at you now. And look at me now. And it feels. Listen, I've had the same haircut since I was in primary. Oh, uh, six years old. Primary two is what we call. And it works. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, you don't have to be like. You don't have to be ripped a bit, like shredded yeah. and whatever, or the best looking. It's fine. It's fine. Just be you, yourself and you'll be grand. You know you have the talent where you could go the opposite, right? You mentioned Adele. She doesn't post a lot on social media ever. Mm. Yes, you have that ability. I think but you went three years without posting yes but that uh, I, it was hard oh. it was very hard because um, I did like like so much shit happened that I was like oh that would be so funny to talk about I mean not COVID obviously but like <laughs> not COVID that wasn't funny <laughs> but everything else that was happening <laughs> but everything else was uh, yeah hilarious but um, but I think for me it was like it was that was more about giving other people a break than giving me a break interesting I think I was I was quite in your face a lot and on Instagram I'll go hard I'll go hard on the paint in terms of buy my album buy my album like I'll I will go like I'm not shy about promoting like I've made this thing I'm really proud of and I'm going to like shove it down your throats as much as I can because I believe in it and I want you to buy it and I want it to do well because I've worked really hard on it so when I'm doing that I understand that can become quite annoying 
So I feel like just give people a little bit of breathing space yeah. and just when they think they're safe <laughs> you come back in pounce back on them <laughs> I said in an interview this morning I said I used to call myself America's sweetheart but now I feel more like America's hemorrhoid because I'm like <laughs> because just when you think it's gone you've forgotten about it yeah. there it is again <laughs> so yeah I love you I love you too. I love you. I love you. I love you guys. Thank you so much for <laughs> having me on. You can come and hang out whenever you want. Do you have any final thoughts? Well, final thoughts. <laughs> but no, well, before the interview, you were talking about potentially starting a band one day with some famous friends. Is yes. that actually a real thought of yours? I would love to do it. I would love to do it. I've got me and my piano player and my band have this massive list of band names. There was one that we could talked about beforehand, but we won't bring that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 we won't no. mention that one. Uh, but that, we have this massive list of band names now, like, if we'll be in a conversation and it'll be like I don't know like it, there was a conversation we were having about and my piano player said something about I don't really want to talk about all my dead relatives and I was like dead relatives is a great band name that is a good <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> so we've got like but we've got hundreds now like it's absolutely mental it's like my favourite one's Pleasure Kit Pleasure Cat? Kit K-I-T oh Pleasure Kit because if you go in a hotel I was staying at the W Hotel once and they have these pleasure kits mm -hmm. which is like it's like lube yeah. condoms butt plugs that sort of thing <laughs> and it's like yeah so that was like that's so cool that's such a cool band name and that's where it all started but yeah and also like Rock and Roll Los Angeles 1966 wow what I found is the longer the name is the better <laughs> yeah the longer the name is the cooler it is so you Niall Phonetic, phonetical alphabetical <laughs> that's a name yeah. Mr. Resistor if they, if they rhyme it's really good as well okay got it, got it. Uh, but me Niall Ed mm -hmm. Elton <laughs> absolutely can't forget him uh, who else who else hmm. I mean that's a good foursome it's a good it is a good foursome I wonder who comes out on top in that foursome <laughs> um, yeah just us four just us four guys just us four guys hanging the fuck out <laughs> And you guys too. Thank you so much. We'll we'll definitely be there supporting banners, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see. It's a sex them. Yeah, sex them. Pleasure kit. Yeah, pleasure kit. And we're all coming, baby. <laughs> coming to the band. Coming to the band. <laughs> of course, of course. Louis Capaldi, everybody. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. You are absolutely incredible. I really appreciate you being on, sir. Cheers, man. Uh, do we have a tour, by the way? Uh, next year, we'll be going away on tour somewhere, I'd imagine. Um, next year, yeah. Next Something. year. Who gives a fuck? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for making it through our conversation with Louis Capaldi. He's a special one, right? He was so honest and open today, and I appreciate him with every fiber of my being. And I appreciate you for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Now be safe, hug your family if you can, and do not go to jail. Have an amazing day. Keep listening to music because I do believe that it helps make the world go around. Talk to you real soon. Peace and love. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rodensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Villa Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez Crook. Our post production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon. <laughs>